Welcome to The Advertising Show, America's only radio program focusing on advertising, media, marketing, product development, branding, new media, sales and customer relations. Stay with us for entertaining marketing discussion and our special guest interview. Now, here are your hosts, Ray Shillins and Brad Forsyth. And it's The Advertising Show with Ray Shillins, Brad Forsyth, back for another fun-filled weekend. When I say fun, I do mean fun. Special guest today, Fred Newman out of Connecticut. And, uh, well, it's kind of hard to describe Fred. <laughs> He's about 5'10", you know, kind of gray hair, I think it looks like. I don't know. Yeah, it looks uh, like gray. Anyway, but, uh, Fred, uh, Fred, Fred is the author of a, uh, a book called Mouth Sounds, How to Whistle, Pop, Boing, and Honk for All Occasions, and then some. So, you know, you could be the head of the party. I'm sure Fred is. And Fred gets paid for this stuff, too. That's amazing. Yeah, but you know something? Yeah. If you know, uh, what, uh, Jim Henson? Yeah. You know Fred? Yeah. If you know, who's that uh, radio guy you were mentioning before? What radio guy? Well, the radio guy that's up there in, uh, you know, northern North America that does that radio hour. Oh, you're talking about Garrison Keillor. <laughs> the oh, yeah. radio guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah he, he's worked with him, and he's this guy's got some huge background. <laughs> we had a call in the studio last week, uh, and it said, uh, Barney was in town. Talking about the animated the guy character? Who does Barney. Barney needed a studio. Really? <laughs> Could you imagine having Barney in the studio? We, did, we didn't do him. but uh, No, but he uh, apparently found somebody else. No. But anyway, that's kind of cool. So Fred will uh, talk with him here in just a little while. Have him on for both hours. Also, see, this book comes with a CD, and we're also <laughs> going to play uh, some of the things from the CD as well. This hour, we've got Jonathan Margolis, Guerrilla Marketing for the 21st Century. He's going to talk about how to place gorillas at trade shows. Yeah. Because, the, you know, they're popular. Well. And uh, Patrick Meyer, the Marketing Insider, uh, how to win in a shootout. And that's talking about an agency shootout. Or if you're an agency-type person, good advice for you. Andy Borg. Horowitz on global warming in our final hour of the show. Uh, Jeffrey Gittimer is the cure for the common cold call. <laughs> so, and people don't like cold calls. They do not like them. Well, uh, so also we're going to talk about diets next hour on the Wacky World of Marketing. Well, that's good and to know. It's time for the show to be over. So okay. We well, go. have a good evening. Yeah, see ya. Weekend. Uh-huh. Hey, you know, Ray, New York uh, radio produ- production company Sound Lounge Radio, you probably heard of them, has announced the launch of The Olives. You might be thinking, what is The Olives? Well, just in time for... Three hours. Thank you. You know what you need? What? You, know, you know what you need? You need a new award program, right? No, right. Wrong. Yeah. Well, apparently they've created a new award program for unproduced radio scripts. Okay. Yeah, so the contest will uh, uh, feature copywriters and art directors who are working at ad agencies, hmm. offering prize money of three grand and a chance to win uh, and have your script, uh, script produced. So they're basically playing off all those egos in the ad agency business that uh, get their script uh, not produced, and they say, we'll produce it. And, uh, it's interesting marketing, but mm-hmm. I don't think we need another award program. Well, I don't know about that. Uh, the reason I say that is because I've seen an awful lot of good stuff that never made it to the, because the client didn't get it, mm-hmm. and because the client didn't get it, it, it never made it. It doesn't get. So, yes. hey, by the way, the advertising show brought to you by Advertising Age magazine. You can visit online at adage.com. Advertising show is a big radio midgets production. I, I really think that it's a cute name. I don't know. I I, I think that's kind of cool. The olives. Because, you know, we get pitched ideas all the time that never made it. That's uh, true. So. And you're right. Some of the best ideas are, are too forward thinking, too out of the box to ever make it to air. And uh, some of the. Some of the best companies out there that have done the greatest job in branding, Nike, for example, mm-hmm. they, as we've had the former CMO here on the show, 
he did those out-of-the-box things without consulting research companies or focus groups. They just went with it. Mm-hmm. And look at Nike brand today. Oh, yeah. It's called taking chances. As Luke Sullivan says, he's got, you got the big fat client sitting over there in the corner <laughs> eating donuts. <laughs> nah, I don't like that idea. Let's find something else. Yeah. So anyway, uh, right now, <laughs> it's true, isn't it? Yes, yes it, it is. is. And it's, uh, it's time for Jonathan Margolis on the Advertising Show. And now, it's time for Jonathan Margolis with Guerrilla Marketing for the 21st Century. As you've probably learned by now, innovative, non-traditional marketing can pretty much be applied to any place or thing. Many of times, we've let the gorilla loose on the trade show floor, and the response has been quite overwhelming. Here are some things we've done in the past to help drive traffic to a booth or exhibit. Perhaps one can work for you or help trigger an idea of your own. I'll take travel for 400. You'd be surprised that many of us think we're the best, and if prompted, can be quite competitive in nature. Let your attendees test their wit at a game show customized to your particular brand or industry. Let them take a load off. Who doesn't like a quick 5 or 10 minute back rub? The ticket to this tension tamer is in the palm of your hand, distributed by you or someone from your team to keep people you'd like to see come by your booth. Cover them from head to toe. This one might be the craziest you've ever done, but it involves a male or female model being body painted from head to toe in your company's colors or logo. We can pretty much guarantee this one will turn heads and will most probably lead to repeat visits throughout the show. As you can see, the same way you use your imagination and creativity on the street, you can use it at a conference or convention. True, some of these initiatives may not be completely brand related, but so long as your goal is to drive traffic to your booth and get people buzzing on the trade show floor, it doesn't really matter what you do so long as it works, right? For now, this is Jonathan Margolis for The Advertising Show, reminding you, it's a jungle out there. Be a gorilla. This has been Gorilla Marketing for the 21st Century with your host, Jonathan Margolis, president of the Michael Allen Group. To learn more about Jonathan and his company, log on to michael-allen.com. So the model being painted in your company's colors... How very interesting. Can you think of some car dealers listening to that and saying, well, wait a minute. We have a gorilla. It's on the roof of our dealership. Yeah. And boy, does it attract attention. Please deflate it. Please <laughs> deflate it. Yeah. That's called product placement. You know, if, but having uh, Fred, our guest next hour, or the next segment, I should say, in the green room, when he was hearing that gorilla marketing uh, piece by Jonathan Margolis out of New York City, what do you think he was doing? Do you think he was doing the sound effects for a gorilla? Probably. I mean, he's just bouncing off the walls. Well, in he there, probably I'm can't sure. help himself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sound effects anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> My name's Fred. I can't. I can't help myself. Yes. Uh, this is interesting, uh, and, and, and obviously, people are going to get a lot of um, minutes to have to do something like this. Uh, following its brethren in the music, uh, video, and game television industries, book publisher Random House, which is a big publisher, mm-hmm. is venturing into the market for delivering content. Over mobile phones. I've heard that. Oh, very interesting. Uh, the world's largest publisher of consumer books also said it signed licensing deals deals uh, with a company called Vocel. I guess it's Vocel, V-O-C-E-L, mm-hmm. uh, to include foreign language study guides and video game playing tips. That could be uh, that could be uh, for some long, uh, <laughs> long, right. long connected uh, phone calls. Right, well, they're probably hoping you know stay online and read a book. And uh, of course, the, you mentioned foreign. That's really more where yeah. their early adapters are happening with the uh, right. more more progressive use of the phone. But it also says Verizon Wireless, which we're, we're familiar with. Right. Pull up your phone. Okay. Right. Uh, the Princeton Review materials available on some Verizon wireless model phones, five seventy-five a month. Princeton hmm. Review. That's very interesting, isn't it? Can you I, hear I me? didn't know that. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can. What happened to that campaign? I don't know. Why did they bail on that? 
Can you hear me the, now? Because the client got tired of it. Something. <laughs> About the time the consumers thought it was a cool campaign, it's like, where is it? Yeah, it's mm. gone. Yeah. It's gone. But I've got to say, they've got some great campaigns for mobile phones out there anyway now. At this You're point. still calling them mobile. Oh, it says it right there. Mobile <laughs> phones. Mobile I, I phones. called somebody the other day. You've reached my car phone. It's like, well, is it big and still hardwired? Is to it in a car? bag? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. Man, as things uh, have things come a long way in our lifetime, haven't they, Brad? Oh, yeah. Yep. Way back when. We are uh, going to be talking with Fred Newman, who is the author of Mouth Sounds, How to Whistle, Pop, Boing, and Honk for All Occasions, and then some. This is definitely a party stopper. On the Advertising Show, Ray Shillings, Brad Forsyth, back in just a minute with Fred. You're listening to The Advertising Show with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth. Do you know exactly how to read and only know well to do it? You unscrew it very fast. Cause a kid will eat the middle of an Oreo first and save the chocolate cookie outside's for last. On the advertising show, Rachel and Brad Forsyth back with a special guest out of Connecticut, and I really, really am at a loss for words to identify this man. So I guess I'll just do this. Okay, while this is playing, I'm going to tell you a little bit about this gentleman. You may have actually caught him on stage, on television, uh, possibly uh, in a commercial, on a cartoon. Fred, no one is more surprised than Fred that he's made a career out of doing uh, what he used to do behind teachers' backs, crossing his eyes, making sounds, and doing voices. Now an alleged adult. I guess he is a. Is he an adult? Now, Fred honks for a living as a writer, actor, and sound designer and musician. Uh, once a freckled face, uh, snaggled tooth kid, uh, sitting at a Coke box eating popsicles. That sounds like something out of the Andy Griffith show. <laughs> Listening to storytellers in a small town in Georgia. Well, that's close. He eventually grew up and ventured overseas, where, uh, working uh, for a while as a street busker, uh, blacksmith, and a carpet salesman. See, he sold carpet like this. Okay. Tried to go legit, graduating from Harvard and uh, working at uh, Newsweek, but after weathering a few memos and triplicate, uh, that would be the uh, the TPC memo or whatever it's called. He decided to better of it, and he put his uh, suits in the freezer. That's a good idea. You can see why. Can you see why this man does not fit into society? I can't see, but I can hear. <laughs> there you go. Hey, Fred, from Connecticut, welcome to the advertising show. Thank you. I've got to hang on. Yeah, it's like, hello, stop. Shut him down. Pause. Fred. I'm sorry. I'm, ju- I'm just messing with yeah, you. Yeah, well, we're going to eventually have to say, was that CD or Fred, was that live? time to take your medication, okay? Yeah. Thank you. Hey. Well, see, now, yeah, I'm actually calmer than that. That was just, that's the intro on the CD. On the, right. On the, so it's, it's not usually that obnoxious. I'm, I'm, I'm more uh, placid than that. Have you, has your family ever actually thrown you out of the house or anything? No, I was asked to take it outside for okay. the most part. That's, that's about as good as I could get. It yeah. wasn't encouraging it, but they just said, just take it outside. But you can <laughs> still bring your game. Yeah, well, you know what? You know what I what I used to do is, and my father used to get a kick out of this. I would do the sound effects during football games. I would just watch the game and in real time do the foley. So you know, the, the ball, throwing the ball, and you know, oh, watch it, you know, and I I love that. Still, every once in a while, my family. And I'm not sure my kids like it as much as my dad did, but I enhance do enhanced sports events. 
That's cool. You know, uh, and, and yes, please, welcome to the advertising show. We're, we are we are having an outstanding time here, and most of it's off the air with uh, with Fred, and so we had to, you know, Too shut it. we weren't rolling tape. Yeah, we had oh, to wow. shut it down and say, darn it, let's get this thing on the air. But, hey, 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 you know what? You did mention your virtual green room, which is really lovely. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. I love, I love the way you decorated it. It's great. Well, it was me, done by trading spaces, okay. Ray and I are both curious. Did we get the right beverages and snacks in there that you had requested before today's show? Oh, I love those. You know, the, the cheese doodles are just, that's all I need is give me a cheese doodle. Well, well, let's take a moment out and let's hear you eat a few of those. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> there goes the Perrier. My, my fingers are yellow. Yeah. How you can drink Perrier without it burning your throat that fast, it's amazing. Uh, Fred. Eyes of water in there, <laughs> Workman Publishing, a, a great uh, company out of uh, New York, uh, published your book, Mouth Sounds. And, folks, if you... Uh, like what you hear today, including the open there, it does include a CD that you can play for your friends and family. Just don't use it professionally or Fred will sue your pants off. But uh, first of all, where did you originally come up with the idea for Mouth Sounds, Fred? You know, I, I actually went in this is a former life. Uh, I, I've been a carpet salesman and a blacksmith and, you know, hardware store worker. I actually went to Harvard Business School and went to uh, Newsweek magazine. I was working at Newsweek in New York and doing a little stand-up on the side. And I, in one of these, you know, smoky nightclubs, I realized the sounds were going over a lot better than my material. <laughs> and and, it, and all, then I started doing some of the stories that I'd heard as a kid. I was never a good stand-up comedian, but I was a good storyteller. And I started doing those stories, and the stories went like gangbusters. And it was all, you know, if you cranked a car, you did the crank, and you did the way I heard it. And it dawned on me, this is an old folk art. I could do a book, because I've always taught people how to do these things. Mm-hmm. And I presented it to Peter Workman, and this was 100 years ago, and he, he said, let's do the book. And we did the first version of the book about 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was actually working at Newsweek, and I told my boss I was going to go to the job, and I snuck across and auditioned for the David Letterman show over at NBC when he had a morning show right. early for David Letterman. And he said, come on the show, and I went back, and I resigned from Newsweek, and that was the last time I've been legit so in, you know, since. Were you on? Uh, did you get a, a spot on Letterman? As I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, the, the, the second, that was the first show I did. And the second show I did, was, remember Tom Snyder? And sure. He, yeah. He's smoking, cig- chain smoking. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, sure yeah. <laughs> it, it, it was an odd mix. <laughs> yeah. And about the third show I did, uh-huh. third national was uh, uh, Garrison Keeler. I'd uh-huh. never heard of this guy. Did this show out of Minneapolis. He was newly syndicated then. And I went on that show, and I did that voice I did at the beginning of this, uh, Little Baby Elizabeth. He didn't know it was coming. And I just went, Hi, this is Baby Elizabeth. And he went, Oh, Baby Elizabeth, come over here and sit in my lap. <laughs> and, of course, he's standing up on stage. And I played a harmonica and did a song called The Baby Blues while sitting in his lap. Now, was that a real harmonica or a made-up? It was, actually, that was a real harmonica. I pulled yeah. it out of my... But he didn't... He had no idea what was coming. And I said, This guy is dynamite. I, I never heard... Any time... He would ask me to come on the show. I'd drop everything and be there because yeah. he knew radio so well. All ad lib, all impromptu, huh? Yeah, he is. He is so. He, you know, he, he, he's so quick on his feet, and in that slow sort of, you know, that sort of Minnesota way he talks. You know, he he is he is such a listener, and he knows exactly what you're listening to at home, and he's so good that way. So I, I've learned a lot, and and. It's, I do all the you know the, the touring shows with him now. You know, you, you mentioned uh, Tom Snyder. Can you do uh, Dan Aykroyd used to do a great Tom Snyder on SNL? <laughs> yeah. Can you do his laugh? 
Actually, I, I probably did. I think everybody did, used to do Dan Aykroyd, not yeah, Tom's. That's movie. true. Oh, oh, oh. I remember that. Song. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, oh. That's a demonic yeah. laugh. You yeah. It also sounds like Richard Nixon, too. I, <laughs> yeah, I, it is. You're, you're right. There's a kind of jolly thing, uh-huh. Nixon thing going yeah. on. There. I did a four year study in college of Tom Snyder. He was an outstanding interviewer and had some great guests and a big fan of his. So I'm sure, did not knowing it at the time, 25 some odd years ago, I probably saw you, Fred, and here we are talking today. You mentioned about your book was out in 1980 originally, and you had a little uh, vinyl piece that you removed from the book and placed on your turntable to take you back that far. Vinyl and, piece? It sounds like a like a toupee, but yeah, I think you're right. That's true. And, and it, it was a toupee, well, an audio toupee. After the book, we're going to find out why you decided to re-release this in 04 and how sales were back in 80. Just a minute, we're going to continue continue our uh, interview with Fred Newman here, author of Mouth Sounds, How to Whistle, Pop, Boing, and Honk for All Occasions, and then some. Uh, since we're, we're, there you go. Since we've got, uh, we've got a cure for the common cold call coming up, do you have a sound effect for that, Fred? Could you do that again, please? <laughs> See, we're recording all of these, too. We can't use them, but we're recording them. Uh, on the advertising show, it's Jeffrey Gittimer, Cure for the Common Cold Call, and more with Fred Newman in just a minute. Stay with us. on sales and customer relations with Jeffrey Gittimer, nationally syndicated columnist in the network of city business journals and other great publications worldwide. If you're offended by common sense commentary, don't you dare listen. Now, here's Jeffrey. Here's a cure for the common cold call. You know, learning how to cold call and learning how to sell does not have to be a bitter pill to swallow. In fact, the more daily dose educational pills you take, the easier and sweeter your sales will become. Here's the first four pills of your lifetime prescription for cold call success. Pill one, don't make cold calls, make cool calls. These are appointments set up with quick phone calls to the prospect. Pill two, understand that to get someone to part with money, you need to spend a little time with them. Cold calls are usually way too short to produce a sale. Pill three, Don't sell your product or service on the initial call. Just ask compelling questions and set the next appointment. Salespeople spend too much time talking about their product. Yuck. Pill four. If you find yourself with spare time and want to see a few new prospects, go door to door with the intent of only asking him or her to think about the answer to a question, your best, most thought-provoking one, and get a future appointment. The hardest part I found in my years of practicing sales medicine is that salespeople get so busy during the day, they forget to take their pill. Pity. Quick takes on sales and customer relations from The Advertising Show, the only radio show in America featuring Jeffrey Gittimer as a regular weekly guest. To learn more about his books, tapes, CDs, and speaking engagements, log on to Gittimer.com, G-I-T-O-M-E-R.com. And tune in next week when we'll hear Jeffrey say, This is Jeffrey Gittimer reminding you that if no one responds to your ad, it may be because your ad sucks. Make informed decisions about your company's advertising strategy. 
This is the Advertising Show. What do you want when you gotta eat something? And it's gotta be sweet, and it's gotta be a lot, and you gotta have it now. What do you want? Lip smack and whip, back and patty whack and ink and nap and dill rack and shallow whack and cracker jack and That'll be the favorite candy for forever and ever and ever. Cracker and, uh, Jacks. The prizes, although we enjoyed them, were always pretty cheap. Yeah. And, yeah. like, what do you do with these things? Throw them away. Absolutely. Teaches kids how to litter. <laughs> Just don't throw it outside. Mouth Sounds is uh, how to whistle, pop, boing, and honk for all occasions, and then some. By the way, we didn't mention the website. Go to mouthsounds.info. Oh, that's info. a fancy little thing. Dot info, not com. Dot info. Yeah. That's I-N-F-O. Probably com is a cyber squatter. He's probably sitting on that waiting for... I think it was reserved for for reasons of uh, dubious reasons a while ago. So you go there and you can't get out because it's all kinds of stuff. You don't want to be there. No, it actually is just it's just parked. It's is not, it? No, I, I talked to the guy, but he didn't want to fill. Yeah, well, he knows your. He's he's got your W two, and he knows what kind of money you make. So <laughs> he knows what to ask for. Right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Fred Newman is. Uh, we didn't get to this before. He wrote the uh, the first incarnation of Mouth Sounds in 1980. Man, that goes back a ways. Brad was just a young boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, he wasn't. He, be, he then began working as an actor and writer for Jim Henson and hosting shows for Nickelodeon and Disney, including the new Mickey Mouse Club, uh, the one with Brittany and Christina and Justin right. and JC. So yeah. that must have been fun. Too, huh? yeah, well, it was wonderful. It was re- really a lot of fun. They're, they're hugely talented kids, and to be on there is a you know you may, nothing makes you feel so old and so young at the same time as working with teenagers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but it was that was a yeah I I was like the weird uncle on the show, so it was really great. <laughs> yeah, I, I hosted it, but you know they, these kids were they, they were fun to work with. That's great. Yeah. This is uh, there. Are, there are very many tracks on this uh, on this CD that comes with the book, by the way. So you get a CD and a book. That's kind of like a Cracker Jack prize, isn't That's it? True. it is a, you know what? And also, there's <laughs> even a prize inside that. If you put it in your computer, you get about a dozen CD videos. Room. Yeah, I saw that. And then and then forty minutes of stories. One of which is with Garrison. But there there's a bunch of stories on there because the, the book really is just it sounds. It's then how to do different kinds of voices. And then it's, it's five stories, different kinds of stories to read with sounds the way I that, heard them as a kid. That makes us want to say hallelujah, doesn't it, Fred? That was one of the best segues I've ever heard. Oh, well. That was breathtaking. Hey, you know, it was earlier. Want to hear it again? <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, you should have heard him talk up uh, "Stairway to Heaven." I still can't do that. I still can't do the, the pat your head, the rub your tummy thing. Well, to, yeah. Well, your hand's not big enough. When you want, call me when, when you want to hear. I do a really good version of a whole lot of love, all done with a mouth. <laughs> hey, really? Oh yeah. Hey, you know, and by, I know, it's, 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 it's pretty, you, Would you like to hear it? Give us about uh, twenty bars. Okay, here. That is very good, especially over a phone line. Oh man! I think we're all—we uh, all listened to the same music back in our youth, Fred. You're, you're picking uh, hits there. And by the way, Ray was mentioning mouth sounds with the CD, and you mentioned Fred about the CD-ROM for thirteen ninety-five, folks. You can just throw the book away. I wouldn't advise it. No, and it's it's that, worth no. the CD and the CD-ROM itself for for that kind of money. But I got to tell you, Ray has been cupping his hand and putting it under his armpit. 
leading up to today's show, rehearsing for today's interview. I actually, I actually shaved. That doesn't qualify for what you do, though, <laughs> Fred. Let me. I'm going to do. You know. When you do shave on those pit pumps, you get a whole new kind of clean squeak out of it. <laughs> I would imagine you do. And let's go back before we tease the uh, – during the last break that you, you came out with this book in 1980. Were sales not what you had hoped and you've revived this or what was your – what was no, going actually, on? actually, you know, the book was totally in print un- until last year when we do – and the publisher said, let's update it. And I was the one that said, I don't know. I, I – you know, I've, I've kind of done that. I've worked in the industry all those years. I, it really was – you know, my way of sort of getting into the industry of sound that I loved. Um, but then when I went back and looked at the book, I went, oh, my gosh, everything has changed. Not only, you know, dial tones and phones, but synthesizers were just just coming in. There were no head, you know, you had uh, headphones that were like these Radio Shack speakers mm-hmm. you strapped to your head. Yeah. None, none of this light, portable music. Music was thought of totally differently. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the you know microwaves it just everything it changed so much about sound and people knew so much more known about how the voice works and about sound there's a lot in the book about sound and and how it influences lives and animals and all sorts of things in the book so I, I got I got kind of frisky I said yeah and then we can do this surround sound that I love this binaural 3D sound and so it became uh, much huger than I ever imagined trying to redo this book. It was just, it's a total redo. Uh, it's probably three or four times bigger than it was before. You know, we got about a minute left in this uh, this segment, Fred. You, you know the film industry. You work in it. Um, I'm curious, how many effects today are still being done uh, by the human voice versus, uh, uh, you know, folio? Foley. Foley. Well, Foley is really, it's less, not so much human there, but, but, uh, Real sound. it is footsteps yeah. and, it's, and it's, you know, punches and things. But what, what's interesting is with, there's a sound designer named Ben Burt that revolutionized things with Star Wars and Lucas Sound, uh, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. When you hear a gun in Raiders of the Lost Ark, that is actually a punch. Uh, they took, took a huge carcass of beef and they punched the side of the beef hmm. to get the punch along with it. That's where I come in is when we're really enhancing sounds. So they, they punch. Sounds aren't literal anymore. They are sort of metaphorical. So, so you, you you, you're the one that gets punched, you're saying. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's not that feeling good. That wasn't a mouth sound. But, uh, but I do a lot of, lot of creatures and a lot of effects where I'll start with the human voice. Maybe they want a violin to sound sort of demonic. So I'll start it off with a... And you know it's not quite a violin, but what is it? Put your violin down and step away from the violin, Fred. We have to take a break here, okay? Okay. On the advertising show, it's Fred Newman, our special guest, uh, with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth. Back in just a minute. Make informed decisions about your company's advertising strategy. This is the Advertising Show. It's a real thing. In the back of your mind, what you're hoping to find is a real thing. It's a real thing. Coke is the way. Of the many jingles that they did for Coca Cola, that's still one of my favorites. That's yeah. a great jingle. That's got to be uh, vintage 70s, possibly probably. early 80s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably late, uh, late 70s. Special guest today here with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth on the advertising show is uh, Fred Newman. You're going to be able to see Fred. If you, What'd you say, Fred? Uh-huh. Sorry. Thank you. 
Boy, he's got, he's got his clown outfit on it's now. A, it's something, yeah. In, in New York, uh, coming up in April, uh, New York uh, at uh, Town Hall with a Prairie Home Companion. Also uh, at the Chrysler Hall in Norfolk, Virginia. Uh, that's on the what, 9th, uh, 29th and 30th. In May, you're going to be at Wolf Trap with a Prairie Home and uh, Hollywood Bowl. That ought to be a great place to perform, oh, too, right. as well. Uh, and so on and so forth. Um, the tour schedule, uh, you can uh, find out more about that. Do you have that on your website, Fred, or is that just... Uh, no. You can get to it from my website. Uh, it's on. If you go a Prairie Home Companion, they'll tell you the whole tour. Okay, it's t- totally across America, yeah. even into Canada. This if you're a fan of Garrison Keller, 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 Keller. Keller. Sorry, mm-hmm. you know Keller Folio. I, I'm <laughs> totally screwed up today, aren't I? <laughs> That's okay. Hey, I'm going to move my mouth. You speak. Yes, it is. It is really good thing he's sitting down. Pull my finger, Francis. No, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> the book is called Mouth Sounds, How to Whistle, Pop, Boing, and Honk for All Occasions, and then some over 200 special effects you can make with your mouth. Uh, not only does Red make these noises, but he also tells you how to make these noises. Here is, uh, what is this, track 31. Okay, listen to it. Keep your top lip over your bottom lip, tuck your lips in tight, puff out your cheeks, particularly your upper lip, and blow like crazy. That's the elephant trumpet. Brad, could you get the shovel? Quit beating my chest, Brad. <laughs> so that is uh, that is just one of the examples. There there is just a bunch of stuff, and this this was all recorded binaurally. And yeah. a lot of people are saying, "What? Well, it's binaural." <laughs> that means on both sides That's of what the Michael coast. Michael Jackson is. Yes, uh-huh. uh, you know. Uh, and who cleaned up that mess in your studio? Yeah. Uh, hey. Yeah. Yeah. But binaural is actually uh, you record through the ears of a real dummy. You actually have, you have the microphones are in the ears. Come on in here, Ray. <laughs> so what you do? So what you do when when I walk around the dummy's head? I'm actually walking around your head. If you listen through earphones, it's it's totally around your head. The flies and everything go around. It was a way for me to teach the sound that you would hear it very much the way the guys taught me. These old guys down in Georgia, where they lean in real close and I'd say, "How do you do that water drip?" And they would, you know. <laughs> They would do that, and you can see, you can hear the, the sort of tongue, how it works, and that sort of thing. And even though you're... Also, I, I think you've mentioned this, but there, there's videos with the, on the, this, the DVD-ROM portion of it, so you can see things, too. And then with the book, you get these step-by-step instructions. And, so. and, and you mentioned, and by the way, you're listening on the radio today or even through our archive at the website. This is what he's talking about there, folks, is when you get the CD, this is like, you know... You are theater of the mind, and it's happening right through your ears there. You know, uh, you first started out, Fred, uh, working in television, in particular the host of Livewire, a talk show for teens on Nickelodeon. Uh, We had Tom Hill, by the way. You know Tom Hill with TV Land? Oh, I know. Yes, I know. Yeah, Yeah, we had him on as a guest a while back, which is also associated with Nickelodeon. And Mm -hmm. anyway, what what was it like, I'm curious, doing one of the first uh, talk shows for kids? And I understand that you didn't, you know, talk down to kids or underestimate their intelligence, which was fairly uh, innovative back in those days. Well, you know what? And actually, I walked out the first day, and I did. I walked out, and I I go like, hi, kids. You know, I did this sort of like what I thought a talk show host would do. Mm -hmm. These are teenagers. These are New York City teenagers. Oh, they cut me to ribbons. I, I can't even say the word. They're just like, hey, you, you know, like they, they didn't want to. And I realized I had to just get honest. It was the best single lesson that I ever learned oh, that from that show, 
dealing with you know a, a room full of sort of surly teenagers, just lay it out clean and yep. just be who you are. And that was that's what I did. And the show, really, we did 250 hours of this show. Wow. Um, and it was it was the best way. I was so bad in lots of it, but I learned a lot. You know, the next hour, we're, we're lucky to have you for next hour. We're going to talk about your relationship with Jim Henson. And of course, oh, yeah. if you know the puppets, uh, you know Jim Henson. Oh, and sure. I, I must that must say, that must have been a, a heck of an experience, and we're going to save that for next hour. Ray, yeah, how much time so. do we have left? In the, Enough time to... Sound effects? Talk, yeah. Go, Let's turn him loose. Sound effects turn him loose. out of this segment. Would you please, Fred? Fred? Yeah. You're on. Sound effects and just kind of sound effect us okay. out of this segment. Titanic the movie in 20 seconds. Do we have 20 seconds? Yes, we well. Okay, but, here we go. Titanic the movie in 20 seconds. Simplifying the complex world of advertising. To reach Ray and Brad with your questions, log on to theadvertisingshow.com. This is The Advertising Show. From San Francisco comes... Rice, a the San Francisco treat. Rice, a the flavor can't be beat. One pan, no boiling cooking ease. A flavor of Classic spot. And what, what do you remember most about that spot? Visually, you see the streetcar coming over the hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, beautiful shot. Right. Uh, but if, uh, from an audio standpoint, you like the little bell. triangle. The little bell. Whatever it is. Right. Hey, you can officially say that Ray has a screw loose. No, Sitting I'm here, saying that for this, years. This fell out of the console, and I don't know where it came from. So we'll, we'll, we'll put it in put that it cigar box that with those other screws that keep falling out of the other stuff that you have. There. Okay, good. Yeah. That's a good idea. In fact, you almost have that so, box full. Of someday this we'll put it back together. That's good. You can never have too many loose. Screws. You do that, it'll never work right again. So Fred Newman is back with us next hour, and that's a good thing. True. Too. Uh, it, uh, it's, it, what a what a fun. You know, you can get you can get books that uh, teach you things. Uh, about, you know, <laughs> like the well, like the Chuck Martin book, the Coffee at Luna's, great right. book for a businessman. Mm-hmm. Or then you can just have some fun, all right? Uh, with the uh, the mouth sounds, how to whistle, pop, boing, and honk for all occasions, and then some. It's a fun. It's not only an interesting read. The in my opinion, the best part's the CD. Yeah, don't you think? exactly? Yeah. yeah, what you're getting a little flavor of today. We have such a long version of this. I think we're going to have to get right into it, Ray. No, I don't think so. No, this that this in here. It looks. It looks. Pretty nice. It's pretty long. It is a full page, though. So no, there's, there's 30 pages. Oh, there's 30 pages? Mm-hmm. Well, we better get going. Yeah. Every week we look at the uh, the upside and downside of advertising. Unfortunately for the advertiser this week, it's uh, it's pretty bad. And now it's time for the bad advertising item of the week. I mean, it's so bad we need extra time. And I wonder if we get Fred to redo the Boeing. I'm sure uh, would. You know, uh, we do feature good and bad. This week it's bad. And i got to tell you, uh, our national sponsor, Advertising Age magazine, does not influence our show at all. When we have Scott Donaton on, editor of Ad Age, it's because we want him on. Right. Uh, Alex Ben Block, Television Week, owned by Crane Communications, parent company of Ad Age. When we have Alex on, it's because we want him on. Right. Alex, mm-hmm. Ellis Booker, same thing, BB, B2B Magazine. Right. So just to show that we are not a, uh, you know. We're bipartisan. Bipolar. That, too. Yeah, but uh, to show that we're not uh, partisan at any rate, uh, here in Advertising Age, February 14th issue, mm-hmm. 30-page insert by who? Special advertising section for 
American Advertising Federation, really? featuring their 100th year anniversary. That cost them a couple of bucks. A few <laughs> bucks. Now, now, this is the interesting part, and I'll get to why they were selected as the advertising item of the week. Contents, well, you look at the AAF Looks Back. We've got Wally Snyder, who you and I know. because uh, we Maybe that's the reason they never sent that check for the event that we did in Dallas. We were part of the national conference last mm-hmm. year. Uh, in Dallas, AAF's uh, 99th anniversary. Right. <laughs> and they're inviting us to this year, but after this uh, conversation, we may not be invited. But anyway, we have uh, Wally Snyder, who's the CEO of uh, AAF, doing a little deal there. We have the ongoing push for diversity. We've got the local ad clubs that are promoting the fact that AAF's having their 100th anniversary. We have the Addy Awards Gallery mm-hmm. recipients uh, reap benefits of AAF awards. Stories that are very well done throughout this entire supplement that's inserted and sewed into part of the Advertising Age magazine, sure. February 14th issue. Guess what? Mm. Nowhere in this 30-page insert is there any mention of AAF's upcoming national conference in Nashville on June 5th hmm. through 7th. Now, why would that be? Because the, uh, the the person who was the creative forgot to put it in. Something happened. Yeah. I mean, it's not like we don't have enough room here. And I think the, the problem that I'm having here is... You have an opportunity to showcase. Sure. I, I, I would have put a pre-registration card or something like URL, that. URL www.aaf.org. That gets you there, baby. Yeah. And if you go to AAF.org, mm-hmm. they have some information about the upcoming uh, Nashville event. So all you'd have to do is uh, want to learn more about our upcoming uh, 100th anniversary uh, conference. Yeah. Log on to. But look how much, you know, they have many opportunities to do that. You know how we send a digital copy of the advertising or the, the advertiser showcase each week to whoever we feature? Sure. We're not going to do it this week. Good. Because we don't want to, you know what, no. them off. No, we won't. So no. what we're going to do is we're going to just keep it between me and you, Ray, that the AAF 30-page supplement. Voice down so nobody the 30-page supplement for AAF is pretty bad. Very bad. Okay. They forgot to put the promo piece in there about the upcoming national well, conference. Maybe they knew that we were going to feature it as a bad advertising item. And they said, well, Brad and Ray will take care Actually, of it. Actually, I was needing one this week, and I was reading the ad age, and I was thinking, my goodness, I forgot about the bad advertising. And then I went like this. Yep, there it okay, is. Okay, wait a minute. About Hold up. Where is that come up, upcoming event that they've invited you, us can to? Can you imagine how much that cost to put that piece? He's in there, too. Well, oh, man. Thousands upon thousands of dollars. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it looks well done. Oh, it's very well all done. All they have to do, all they needed to do was, was put that in there. Yeah. And they even have a member salute the AAF at 100. And they've wow. companies here that there are organizations that do. Verizon is saying, hey, congratulations. And I have to say on, on their behalf, though, I really like the uh, – let's see if I have one here. I think I do. Uh, the AAF Smart Brief. I think yeah. that's really cool. So we uh, subscribe to it. It's an online, uh, what, newsletter? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's really good, though. There's a lot of good stuff in there, too. Yep. So That's aaf.org, by the way, mm-hmm. if you want to go there and register a complaint for the lack of uh, the fact that they forgot to put in the promo. Okay. Can you do me a favor before we finish this hour? I don't know. Give me your dog bark, just so Fred can hear it. You do a great dog. Uh, Come on. Come on. Oh. <laughs> now, we're going to compare that with Fred's dog. Oh, yeah, that's sure. Thanks a lot. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. The Advertising Show is brought to you by Advertising Age magazine, where the AAF article just appeared. Supplement. Supplement. Yeah. Made the ad, the ad age about, what, two inches thick there. Visit online at adage.com. Uh, back with Fred Newman, uh, the how to make, uh, how to whistle pop boing and the honk for all occasions, and then some. It's called Mouth Sounds Great Books. Got a CD and everything, too. The Advertising Show. 
is a Big Radio Midgets production. See you next hour. Welcome to The Advertising Show, America's only radio program focusing on advertising, media, marketing, product development, branding, new media, sales and customer relations. Stay with us for entertaining marketing discussion and our special guest interview. Now, here are your hosts, Ray Shillins and Brad Forsyth. And it's hour two of The Advertising Show with Ray Shillins and Brad Forsyth. And for our special guest interview, we have uh, Fred Newman. Again with us this hour for uh, author of Mouth Sounds, How to Whistle, Pop, Boing, and Hog for All Occasions, and then some. I'm having trouble reading what the title is here because these glasses, the way they are, I've got to talk into the microphone and look over here, and I can't do that. Yeah, then you're off mic. You can't see that. Hey, speaking of, uh, you know, Fred's talking about this binaural microphone. Years ago, this is in upstate New York, uh, as a matter of fact, when you were a FM station, and you broadcast for a certain period of time in mono. Mm-hmm. You had to turn your stereo pilot off with the pilot light and the pilot uh, uh, on your transmitter, right? So, and, and to get around that, you could use two microphones for the studio. In other words, broadcast in stereo. Mm-hmm. And we had two microphones right in front of us. And you couldn't move your head because you'd go from right channel to left channel to over here. Because they would throw it off, huh? yeah, yeah, you couldn't move it. It was really weird. Whatever uh, happened to AM stereo? <laughs> it's Whatever still, it's still around. It's yeah, still but, around, yeah. But don't you need an AM receiver to get that? An AM stereo receiver, stereo right, receiver right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Advertising show brought to you by Advertising Age magazine. Visit online at adage.com. Mm-hmm. And the advertising show being a big radio midgets production is uh, means, means it's a bunch fun. of small guys around here. It's true. That's yeah. what I do with the thing. You know, American, American households spent less on magazines than alcohol, tobacco, or any other category among those studied according to American demographics. So I'm thinking... Smoke them if you've got them. Have yourself a little drink, but don't buy a magazine. Don't buy a magazine? Because that's, a, that's a big issue. Yeah. Well, well, first yeah. of all, if you're half-loaded and you're smoking cigarettes, chances are they won't let you into the you know news news shop there to buy one anyway because you can't smoke. <laughs> you anymore. shouldn't be driving You shouldn't anyway. be driving to go no, there. Exactly. And, you know, who, who subscribes anymore? Uh, I, I've got a few that I subscribe to. Well, I know. But They're very specialty. I get this old house. I get a golf magazine, and I get uh, the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association magazine, yeah. and that's well, it. And they, the, the postman oh, knows. Oh, Women's Day. <laughs> For your wife? Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting because these magazines today are really taking it on the chin. They, yeah. are, they are plummeting in terms of their uh, ad support, and there's going to be a major fallout in the magazine industry. And that's probably why mm-hmm. when we tried to get somebody on from a major publisher of a magazine uh, company a few months ago, mm-hmm. they're one of just a handful of people that didn't return our call. Oh, really? No, they don't. That's bad. It's bad news right now for the really magazine is. industry. Well, let's hope uh, things turn around. Yeah. Maybe not, though. Maybe not. Maybe things are changing. Perhaps we've got uh, we've got uh, Patrick Meyer with us here at the advertising show. Welcome to Understanding the Future Now. It's the Marketing Insider featuring Patrick Meyer. Here are some secret tips that I'm going to pass on to my advertising friends. Recently, the president of a major company asked me to do an agency search for him. I explained that I'd done that a couple times, but that's not what I'm all about, and that I would probably come at it a very different way. He said, that's what I'm looking for. You're a progressive marketer who understands how to drive my business, so help me find agency resources capable of delivering advertising and marketing ideas that will deliver impact. 
So we started with 30 agencies, we narrowed it down to 15, then took it all the way down to four finalists, and then selected one finalist agency. So here are the observations across weeks and weeks of hearing agencies step forward, come back with interaction back and forth, strategic discussion, etc. Number one, it's all about energy and passion. You will not win in a shootout unless your people are energized, passionate, and upbeat. Number two, big ideas. This is what drives the whole pitch. Number three, understand who you are and what makes you unique. Number four, come in in 3D to bring in a PowerPoint and present what you're about and maybe a reel. Go home. If you can't come in and surprise and delight in 3D, you'll never get there. And that includes up front and even on the back end. So my message to you is your total go-to-market approach from your presenters, the team, and even your financial people all have to be in concert and all reflect what your agency is about. You've been listening to The Marketing Insider, heard every week here on The Advertising Show. Join us next week for more insight into the future of marketing. This is Patrick Meyer, CEO of Now, and remember, the marketing revolution has begun. For more, go to nowinc.net. Love the phrase surprise and delight. I think it's always a good idea, mm-hmm. as long as it's a good surprise. True. Uh, good advice from Patrick Meyer, the Marketing Insider. A little bit later on this hour, we've got uh, Andy Borowitz jo- uh, joining us. Uh, it's this thing about global warming. People are concerned about this, but Andy says, do not be concerned. Actually, President Bush says not uh, not to be concerned at no. all. This was not a big deal. No. Okay, and uh, let's see. The wacky world of marketing. We're talking about diets today. Well, there are many of them out there. And so, what is the Ray and Brad diet? Well, we have a two-page book that we're going to be putting out, uh, I guess, what, June? Possibly. Yeah, and on the left page it says what? Eat less. And then on the right page? Exercise more. And it's a 150-page volume book, but there's you open all the other pages are blank. Mm-hmm. So you write in, if you like, the foods that you're eating and the exercise that you're doing each day. Yeah. But you keep going to the middle two pages. Okay. And, and on the left it says? Eat less. And on the right? Exercise more. It's so good. It's there, so good. You know, the welcome to Food Talk and the nutritional aspects of our show. That was the segment on eating and exercise. And exercise. Hey, the Securities and Exchange Commission, this is interesting, and I've got speculation on this, has launched an insider trading probe of shock jock Howard Stern's <laughs> deal to join Sirius Satellite Radio in the two weeks running up to the blockbuster announcement. Last October, Sirius stock soared nearly 40%. Uh, even though there had been some speculation in the press that Stern might jump to satellite radio, the feds want to determine if somebody who knew the deal was coming started buying up stock in anticipation of shares skyrocketing when the news got out. And you know who we think it is? Mrs. Stern. No, Martha Stewart. Martha Stewart. Absolutely. Yeah. She's sitting there, you know, so what else to do? It's right. like, so she hears this. So she's, she's probably got stock. She's probably on Schwab.com right now. Exactly. Yeah. So Martha, Martha's going back to the slammer. You know, it'll probably be interesting to learn that, you know, would you be surprised if someone got wind of that and did buy up some stock prior to the announcement of Stern, which was, what, late last year, fourth yeah, quarter exactly. of 2004? Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. No. I, I don't think there's any insider trading going on there. Well, no, not in. Well, I mean, you know, somebody got with the word leaked out. Probably Mel Carmazan. I'm going to say Mel Carmazan because he's now CEO of uh, okay. Sirius Satellite. They probably said, "Mel, we want to hire you, and we know you're friends with uh, Howard Stern. So what we're going to do is we're going to give you some insider trader information. You go ahead and buy some stock now, mm-hmm. and then we'll hire Howard, make news of it, and then later on we'll uh, hire you as CEO." Okay. And if that comes true, mm-hmm. we're going to replay this. 
on uh, <laughs> thesmokinggun.com. No, in court because this program will have been subpoenaed. <laughs> and by the way, all of the person, <laughs> me, I'm Ray Shillins. Oh, good. Yeah, he's on the left, okay? <laughs> a serious spokesman says, we have no reason to believe this matter involves serious or any of its actions uh, of its officers, directors, employees, and neither serious nor its officers, directors, employees have received a subpoena in this matter. It's called a disclaimer. Not, you must not, be over 18 of age and be a uh, U.S. Yet. citizen to... Uh, to buy stock. Hope you can stay with uh, with us the rest of this hour. Fred Newman uh, is uh, is a part of the Garrison Keeler uh, Roadshow, so to speak. All right. And uh, and you you've, you if you if you watch the new Mickey Mouse Club, he was on there too as well. So. He was also the inspiration for uh, stupid human tricks with David Letterman twenty some years ago. He was. That's a little tidbit of uh, information a lot of people don't know. And we'll be back with Fred Newman in just a minute on the advertising show. Make your advertising dollars work smarter. You're listening to The Advertising Show with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth. Hot dogs, armor hot dogs. What kinds of kids eat armor hot dogs? Fat kids, skinny kids, kids who climb on rocks. Top kids, sissy kids. Even kids with chicken pox love hot dogs. Ah, uh, yes, in the good old wintertime, hot dogs are good any time. You get sued. Spicy call, brown mustard. Calling some kid a sissy kid nowadays, they get sued for that, wouldn't you? Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. <laughs> On the advertising show, it's Ray Shillings, Brad Forsyth. Hope you were with us for hour number one. We had uh, Fred Newman. Uh, now we have his twin brother, Fred Newman, on the, uh, on, the, on the radio, author of Mouth Sounds, How to Whistle, Pop, Boing, and Honk for All Occasions and Then Some. But, we, you know, you, you just can't do an introduction uh, justice like this without Hello, this. and welcome to the sonic side of Mouth Sounds. Apparently, this is Fred Newman. Mouth Sounds is a book and CD of audio and video with three-dimensional sounds. Three, 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 D, 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 sounds, 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 sounds. I think you milked that one. Well, that was my big moment. It's called binaural sound by sound nerds. Best listened to with earphones. May I go on, please? Make more mouth. Have a blast. Be the lip of the party. Yes, mouth sounds will teach you vocal effects useful for stories, plays, and rap music. And with with that said, with that said, let me tell you a little bit more about uh, Fred. Fred lives lives with his wife. I get your feet off the sofa. His two children. Hey, Dad! Dad, stop it! A cat. And two silly parakeets. Shut up! Fred has recently recovered from an accident that he had. He, He broke his funny bone. And he has trouble getting through airports with that plate in his head. <laughs> hey, Red, uh, uh, Fred, do you put the New York Times in the bottom of the parakeet, uh, or is it more of the New York Post uh, genre? Uh, you know, we, we, we actually use something much more absorbent, some high-tech material that actually absorbs odors. The, the National Enquirer. <laughs> that, that absorbs odors. You're right. Yes, that's, that's exactly right. Hey, you know, we were talking uh, late last segment about... Uh, 
some of the uh, wonderful people that you've worked with throughout your career, and everybody that knows Jim Henson knows the Muppets, and I know you had the opportunity to first engage with Jim Henson on a uh, television program, CBS Comedy Puppet Man. First of all, uh, before we get into how it was working with Jim Henson, how did you get a great gig like that? You know, I started writing. Uh, I was writing for some of his characters, and I'd worked with a lot of, you know, Sesame Street characters. Then his, he was doing a lot of different television shows at the time. In particular was this guy, Bunsen Honeydew, that I loved science, and I, and I wrote for him. Uh, and then, then I started doing, you know, I was doing my own performing, and Jim said, hey, would you like to puppeteer? And I said, yeah, let me, I was a really bad puppeteer. And he even said, you're a really very good actor, but a bad puppeteer. And, and it, but I ended up being, um, Working on a lot of different projects with him, one of which was autobiographical. It was a, a pilot, never really made it, but it was a, a, a guy, a puppeteer at a small town station trying to pull off the show, which was what he did in Maryland, working on his first show there. And um, it, it was huge fun, just a, just a wonderful gentleman. So you can't be just a voice uh, and, and be behind a puppeteer? you got to do both? Uh, yeah, for the most part. There's sometimes is dubbing in films and things, but they, yeah, there's sort of an integrity that they, they, you want them, the voice and the, the action to be the same. I, I found it was so hard to get that, you know, like he would move a knuckle and it would be Kermit's eyebrow going. Hmm. I moved my own eyebrow. So I'm much more, <laughs> I, I, I really would, you know, I, I, I didn't. It never came through the hand like like uh, I, I still do now puppetry, but I consider myself a really bad puppeteer. Well, yep. I, I do it. Yeah. How often do we get a chance to talk to someone that had the opportunity to re, uh, to actually uh, work with a guy like Jim Henson, an outstanding creative talent that unfortunately left us way too early in his uh, career? I'm curious, what would our audience be surprised to learn about Jim Henson from your experience in working with Jim? Hmm. You know, I, I tell you, Frank Oz tells a story about. Uh, about Jim that I think is the, the best story I've heard about him and, and, and it's true to my experience Jim was a great craftsman he built he worked he originally built all the puppets and he did all that himself and he also was conceptually just brilliant when uh, one day he walked into Jim, uh, Frank Oz's office and said take all your clothes off and I want you to uh, just pose there. I'm going to take a picture. And Frank said, well, I, what, what do you do? He said, just trust me. Just, you know, t- do, do the. He took a Polaroid of me and walked out. For his birthday, he got a, a picture, a, a, a whole statue of Bert. And he was the character on, on Sesame Street that did Bert. That's, that's uh, Frank Oz. And he looked at it and thought it was great. It was Bert looking out, holding up a mirror to himself. And then if you looked inside the eyes of Bert, inside the head of Bert, was Frank Oz naked inside? <laughs> that Jim had gone to the trouble of sculpting, making that whole that 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 Bert character, and doing that. That's the sort of the the, the kind of you know, and do this for a friend like he he'd make that for someone. He, wow. he's just a wonderful, giving, very very you know, brilliant man. Yeah. You know, in doing research for today's interview, I noticed that you did some voice work also for for a television series, Amazing Stories. Uh, what exactly did you do? Did Spielberg call you up directly for that gig? Or? You know, I worked on the first movie I ever worked on was a movie called Gremlins, and I did uh, some some of the, these bad Gremlins and the and, you know, and those were puppets, in fact, and you could ad lib anything you wanted to in their mouth, and those were that was really fun doing mm-hmm. that. That was, Spielberg was an executive producer of that. And then I ended up, he worked on a movie called uh, Harry and the Hendersons. And he, 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 
I can't say that he called me up himself, but his people called up and said, would you be interested? And I said, I auditioned and got the role of Harry. This is a big Bigfoot character uh-huh. that I did with John Lithgow was in that. Yeah. Uh, then I went on. That was a series he did. I never dealt with him particularly on that one uh, directly, but he did Roger Rabbit as well. He was executive producer of that. Uh, mostly I worked with the directors on that, like Robert Zemeckis was the guy who worked on uh, uh, Roger Rabbit. He's yeah. the guy that, behind that. Yeah, and you know, a lot of people, when you see your, your credits, your film credits, Cocoon, Gremlins, as you mentioned, Far and Away, Bright Lights, Big City, For Love or Money, and so forth, you might be thinking, well, let's see, uh, was was that Fred standing behind Tom Cruise, or was that Tom Cruise's horse Fred was playing <laughs> in Far and Away? <laughs> so you did, did, you did Cruise's horse, didn't you, Fred? I did Cruise's horse. That's the kind of calls I get, is these weird calls, oftentimes in commercials and in, particularly in movies. When you hear animals, it's not an animal. It's someone like me doing the sound because they want it to sound stronger, peppier, sadder than the animal can be, actually. And you don't know it, but that's what the director wants to manipulate you into feeling. The, the weirdest audition I ever got was I was at my home one day, and I get a call, excuse me, this is so so from Paramount, and I want to know, if, can you do the sound of a, a frog throwing up a wedding band? <laughs> I said, wait, wait, who is this? And he says, oh, it's so-and-so with Paramount. And I said, well, what's it for? He said, well, I'm Nicole Kidman and, and Sandra Bullock in this movie, and they, this frog throw, uh, swallows a wedding band and throws it up. Can you do that for me, which is? And I said, okay, well, yeah. And I, <laughs> you got the job. Go down here tomorrow morning about 8.30, yeah. and we'll... we'll that was the oddest, but that's how surreal it gets. Now, you're uh, after a SAG uh, union member, I assume? Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. And and so do you, you get way overscaled for something like that for a major motion picture. Oh, yeah. huge overscaled. Yeah. yeah it, it really is all, it depends. Uh, yeah. Movies. Oh, I wait a minute. At Ray's age, don't use the word depends anymore, please. <laughs> but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Please. But seriously, folks. Please, do um, you do the sound of a hook pulling him off stage? Yeah. <laughs> you! Uh, oh, my goodness. Uh, the, 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 I, you know, you get paid way more than you, I mean, because this is what, exactly what I used to do behind the teacher's back. Yeah. And for someone to pay you anything for that, it's just amazing. Yeah. Well, you don't let them know that, but, uh. Hey, Fred, so you're, it, it you're is, not, you're not getting paid for this, though, today, okay? That's right. That's right, so. so. What, what we're doing, we call pimping for the book. That's what <laughs> yeah, well, we're doing here. <laughs> we'll, do, we'll do more of that in just a minute here on the Advertising Show. It's Ray Schillen's Brad Forsyth with you and our special guest, Fred Newman. It's author of Mouth Sounds and uh, How to Whistle, Pop, Boing, and Honk for All Occasions. See, he's not doing And then some. So but back with more. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, let's see. What do we have? Uh, Wacky World of Marketing. It's talking about diets, and it's coming up here in just a moment. More with Fred Newland on The Advertising Show. Stick around. For the wacky world of marketing. Wacky world of marketing. Here's your host, Bruce Abbott. Our wacky update heads to Berkshire, where a library was puzzled when readers started asking for diet books that didn't exist, such as, now you can eat all the pies and lose your bum while sitting on it. Or how about this, honey, I shrunk my butt. The stick insect diet and gorge yourself gorgeous. Finally, librarians worked out that the readers had been fooled by magazine ads for Special K cereal. It asked readers, are you existing on a diet of overpromises under a bogus ad for nine unlikely diet books? The Kellogg spokesperson says, ooh, that's unfortunate. Obviously, these ads were meant to be 
a spoof. And that, my friends, is the wacky world of marketing. This program was written and produced by Bruce Abbott, executive producer of The Advertising Show. Join us next time when we uncover the strange, the bizarre, and unfortunately, the true wacky world of marketing. Make informed decisions about your company's advertising strategy. This is The Advertising Show. Hawaiian punch? Sure. You taste seven kinds of fruit in Hawaiian punch. Seven kinds of fruit in Hawaiian punch. Hawaiian punch is made with seven kinds of fruit for a one-of-a-kind fruit taste. On the advertising show, Rick Schillen's Brad Forsyth, back with a gentleman who is the author of Mouth Sounds, How to Whistle Pop, Boing and Honk for All Occasions and Then Some. His name is Fred Newman. And Newman, I can't say his name. Sorry, Fred. But uh, we'll get it right, okay? Um, well, we, shall we edit that out? No, no we shouldn't. We no, should we just can. keep on going. Here yeah. we go. Yo, 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 you yo, yo. Cut your lips loose. You know you've got the juice. If you muse, you snooze, you lose. Let your lips stay loose. Excuse the blues. Gotta let your fuse. Let me introduce mouth sounds. Yeah, mouth sounds. Say it loud in the crowd. Now, if you already have this CD, that's track uh, 56, 56 yeah. okay? But if you don't, you need to get that, right? All right. Fred, it's so good to have you on the advertising show. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Yeah, and by the way, you can request that at your, what, FM or those AM stations, right? Those are all FMs. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It hasn't gotten a lot of airplay. This is probably its first. Wow. I'm very early on. We just, the book just sort of. Just getting out there on book tours. So well, what are you going to do? Call ASCAP and BMI now? On <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're totally screwed now. <laughs> oh hey, no, 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 no. Okay, good. Okay, this is all free. The uh, you know we've got to make some kind of advertising angle to having Fred on the show. You know, sometimes we have guests on the show that are all about marketing, advertising, branding. They're authors of business books and so the worldwide uh, audience listening to our show today through the advertisingshow dot com. We're going to have a, a chairman, CEO of Saatchi and Saatchi out of. Uh, Paris next week on the show, but yet Fred today, being the guy he is, we want him on the show for all kinds of fun, but here comes an advertising, just so we can write this off. That's are, fine. We're, we're not including self-promotion on there, are we? No, we're not, but no. you, well, a little bit. You've won many awards, we know, Cable Aces, Emmys, Peabody's. Mm-hmm. You've done two commercials, one for Burger King, one for Briar's Ice Cream. Oh, no, I've done actually a ton of commercials. I've done the voices of... But wait a minute, you didn't let me finish. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I interrupted a set. Oh, sorry. Burger King and others. Wait a minute. Burger King and Briar's ice cream, which have won Cleo's. That, oh yeah. That was the qualifier. Oh, so, okay, okay. Yeah. So I want curious. Uh, just uh, I want to f- only feature your Cleo stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. your everyday, you know. Stuff. So Burger King. Let's take your Burger King spot. All right. uh, what, what did you do for Burger King that won well, the Cleo? I've I've actually worked on for a, a lot of different I've been very promiscuous with my voices which I which I, I love because you can do that because no one recognizes what you're doing uh, that was a spin of the dial the radio dial you know and it was like uh, it was operatic have you heard that piece I don't it's, think so it's actually on my website on uh, mouthsounds.info you can go on there and look at commercial reel and it's in there but it's you know I'm doing opera singers and it's just you and every single song is something like you know uh, is something about a big whopper. That something is, so you're hearing the radio as you're as you're spinning it, but everything is about burgers. You're hungry for, aren't you hungry? You know. Cool. So uh, it was it was a really great 
sort of showpiece for me and every single voice from from babies to science professors are all just me real quick you know so. and and since we just had a burger can you wash it down with a little briar's ice cream what what was that bit about that you know that was a, a rare opportunity i don't i have done very few on camera things because they use you differently i mean i think you you have to be very careful about on camera because it you get overexposed very quickly so far, I haven't been worried too much about that, but it, <laughs> but it means you can't do you can't host shows and other things if you do too many commercials. And, right. But Briars let me just they here's what we want to say you know no guar gum it's all natural peaches or whatever, and we improv those, and I think they showed that it was done very close. And where I'm working towards in in television, and in other things is is really that that what radio does in terms of. Uh, of intimacy, I want to pull to television, and I'm, I'm doing that a little bit on Between the Lions, which is a phonics show mentioned earlier on, mm-hmm. on PBS Kids. That, t- that I'm, I'm about a foot away from the camera, and when I lean in and do sounds and stuff, I'm really so close. And I think television is often too 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 much energy. Hello, everybody, welcome back. We're on, you know, when it really is. Hey, let me tell you something. The way radio, I mean, you guys are talking in a very very low. Normal voice. Or a sleep that, friend, that, that's actually. what television doesn't do. It's still very much like it's theater and presenting to a lot of people. And so I, that's, where I'm, that's where I'm going. And that's what that commercial, Briars, was my first attempt at sort of doing that. Um, where, where would you like to see uh, sound go with television, say a few years down the road, if you had uh, carte blanche to do whatever you wanted in that area? Oh, I, for, for me, in fact, this is another thing that's on the CD and on the, uh, the website as well. There's a thing called uh, a rumination. And I think that that shooting a close, you know, things shows like Charlie Rose, where they're shot very mm-hmm. close. Even even uh, what's his name, uh, the interviewer on CNN, uh, uh, Larry King. Larry King. Yeah. Uh, Larry King. It, we, that Larry King face when he's right up there. You know, that shooting stuff close. There's nothing more interesting than the human face. Mm-hmm. I think, and, and uh, even as ugly as you are as Larry King, it's still kind of fascinating in, in interview. But doing do, storytelling that way. I want to do some things for kids where I'm storytelling very intimately, doing all the sounds, the music, you know, and, and, and but so you see it coming out of someone. That's the way I heard this was, you know, a, a person three feet away from me telling me a story. That is, that is, that's just electric that way. You know, it almost sounds as if you're, you're doing what they've been successful at with film in a more intimate uh, environment with film, and you're just taking the same medium, just happens to be video, and uh, util- utilizing it in that way. Am I catching that correctly? I think that's right. I, I think the thought of my nostrils spread like, like you know, a foot across a screen is a little too much. <laughs> right. But I, I, love, I love the fact that television is this, you know, huge medium in a little box. Mm-hmm. And that, you, you know, you can, people are actually now, especially with, with LCD screens and everything, and surround sound, I'm even miking the, the PBS show that I do, I mic it binaurally. So when I lean forward... And, and move towards the, the screen, you hear the quality of my voice change and become more intimate, just like someone leaning towards you. The focus group show that kids lean forward to the TV. That makes a lot of sense. Hey, Fred, we've got to take a break here on the advertising show. Rachel and Brad Forsyth and our special guest, Fred Newman, back in just a minute. You're listening to The Advertising Show with Ray Shillins and Brad Forsyth. I love Bosco, it's rich in chocolate Chocolate flavored Bosco is mighty good for me. Mama puts it in my milk for extra energy. Bosco gives me iron and sunshine vitamin D. Oh, I love Bosco, that's the drink for me. 
It's the Advertising Show with Ray Shillings, Brad Forsyth. We've, uh, for the final interview segment here of, uh, of our show today with Fred Newman, we've actually taken the show outside uh, the studios. And I never realized there. how far out in the country we actually were. Did you bring an umbrella? Well, I don't think. Watch where you step there. Okay. Yes. Yeah. My goodness. Sounds like we're at Moody Gardens or something. I think I'm getting a rash. <laughs> in that. Okay. Fred Newman is our special guest. Fred is author of Mouth Sounds, How to Whistle, Pop, Boing, and Honk for All Occasions. And you're asking yourself now, why would somebody want to buy a, a stupid book about this? But you know what? <laughs> <laughs> you can really do that funny. at home, yes. That's exactly. Don't try this at home. Or Fred actually gives instruction uh, on how to do this no, stuff, too, yeah, as well. Of course. And what you just heard, we're all overdubbed, but yet every sound effect you heard came out of Fred's mouth there. Welcome back to the show, Fred. Thank One, you. I wanted to jump back into some uh, interesting facts in your book, Mouth Sounds, by the way. Interested in learning more? MouthSounds.info is a great place to go to learn uh, more about Fred's book and as well as uh, what he does for a living. You know, I think there are a lot of unusual ideas about sounds that most people probably never think about. Share a little bit about uh, those with us, Fred. One of my favorite things is if you ask Americans, a group of Americans, to hum a note, I've done this with audiences, they will almost always tend to hum a B. Oh, really? Do you know why that is? Mm -mm. Now, I'll give you a clue. In Europe, they hum an A flat. You know, this it's a lousy clue, but any sound engineer would know this. I know why. I'm going to guess it has to do with the uh, voltage. Phonetics, you're, you're, the phonetics no. of their of their no. language. No, no, it, it a voltage. It, yes. Well, it has to do with we have sixty cycle current. They have fifty cycle. Current. That's right. Wow. You can actually. You the can cycle act- current is underneath us all the time. It becomes a bass note. Mm-hmm. Everywhere except in that jungle you just heard. But mm-hmm. then for the most part, anywhere in modern society, there's always a hum around. In fact, on um, when I was a kid, I used to tune my my banjo that I played in Georgia. Uh, and not just because I had to. We have to in Georgia. Were you in the film Deliverance? No, but those are my people. Those are my people. For <laughs> my sure. peeps. That, that, that you tune it according to, uh, uh, what's his name, um, Flatten Scruggs. Earl Scruggs' banjo book, if you want to tune your banjo, you tune it to a fluorescent light, which is a B. Wow. And you tune your B string to that, and it's in tune. Wow. Um, there's, a, there's things like, uh, you know, they were, they were talking about how did the, el- the animals know to l- run from the tsunami? And, and the way they knew is because it was the elephants. Elephants are the only mammal where their toenails are actually not separated from their, from their bones. They're actually the bones, extensions of their bones. So they feel they the vibration? They lean forward. Yeah. And they, they put their, their toenails into the ground, and they can hear with them. Wow. And it goes right up to the ears, and that's how they can tell where the other herds are. They heard that coming. The elephants were wow. the first to break and run, and then they cued the other animals. Isn't it interesting? Mother Nature makes sure the largest animal is the one that has that ability, so all the others will take fall. notice. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what, are, what are some of the differences between males and females in terms of how they use their voices? You know, the, the females are, are just brilliant at using... Well, they have many different voices. You know that one where the, the mothers are like, get the dog off the sofa. I do not want that dog. The phone rings. I hear hello. Or you can be talking to a, a woman. Uh, you know, perfect. You know, she can be CEO of a company. And she's talking to you, and she's talking like in a voice like this. She's talking very formally and so forth. And she goes to ask for a cup of coffee. She goes, excuse me, can I have another cup of coffee? She goes into the high voice. That women have this cultural voice that they go up at the, at the end of sentences, they ask for, hey, I'll be back tomorrow, and they ask men know to go down at the end of the sentence to have a 
authority. Mm-hmm. Men have a separate. And what the other problem with women is that they tend not to speak in the the, the proper range. They tend to speak too high. If you want to hear where you should be speaking, is is hum and put your your hand on your on your vocal box, vocal cord. Your mm-hmm. what do you call it? Your your voice box. Your larynx. Yeah. That thing. Your mm-hmm. Adam's apple. Yep. And you go. And where you feel the most vibrations is where you should be speaking. Hmm. For the most part, you do that with women, they speak too high. Mm-hmm. Guys speak with very little range. Everything's like this. It's, yeah, well, we've got this order coming in tomorrow, and we'll put that ad in there, and we'll do it. Everything is a range. You just did Beavis more. and Butthead right there. Except for Barney Fife, he yeah. had a high range. You know, I dated, I dated a girl in college that had a low-range voice, and she eventually became in charge of the LPGA, Ray. Did you know that? <laughs> I did not know a lot that. Of people, right. Yes. Yeah. Very famous golfer. Very famous golfer. Yeah. Anyway. Arnold Palmer. Yeah, but they're, 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 <laughs> yeah. I can believe that. Yeah. Yes, but th- that's very interesting. We have a. I guess what we're going to have to wrap this up, yeah, aren't it's we? Time to wrap. Are up we this. wrapping? Yeah, we're wrapping. I got to okay. tell you, Fred. Uh, I don't know about you, but this has just been a, a life. You're, you're the life of the party, and we've had a great time here. I hope you have too. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> No, I've enjoyed it. Thank you. Well, we have as well, Fred. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> Fred Newman, the author, is uh, the, the book is called uh, Mouth Sounds, How to Whistle, Pop, Boing, and Honk for All Occasions, and then some. Go to mouthsounds.info, and you can hear more and see more about Fred. So, Fred, thanks for being on the show today. Thank you. Make informed decisions about your company's advertising strategy. This is The Advertising Show. Walks downstairs, a loner in pairs, and makes a slinkity sound. A spring, a spring, a marvelous thing. Everyone knows it's slinky. It gives a big lift when wrapped as a gift, a very likable toy. It's falling in place, brings smiles to your face, something kids can enjoy. It's slinky, it's slinky. For fun, it's a wonderful toy. It's the advertising show. If Fred were still on the phone, he would be making a noise like a slinky, you see. Yeah, that's right, but he's not. Very good. You can stop now. Thank you. That's a real slinky. I guess it I is. I folioed it. Folioed. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. We'll get it down. Just write it down. Memorize. That'll be your word for the week. I know a guy named Tom Foley. Okay. That's, I guess that's who they named all that after. I don't think so. No. But uh, Fred was fun to have on the show. Go get the book, Mouth Sounds. You can find it, uh, obviously, in bookstores as well. Correct? I would imagine, yeah. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, next week, uh, J. Conrad Levinson. Uh, the father of guerrilla marketing, author of guerrilla marketing, and uh, where's Fred when you need him? He needs a uh, yeah. He needs <laughs> yeah. a guerrilla sound, doesn't he? Hey, before you oh, do that, him one of those before too. you do that, I didn't get a chance to ask Fred this, so I'm going to ask you, Ray. Yes. What sound or noise do you love? This is the James Lipton, you know, from the uh, oh, inside the actors' studio show. A sound or noise that I love. Yeah. A kiss. Okay. And what sound or noise do you hate? Um, a chalkboard <laughs> with the fingers, <laughs> fingers on fingernails. It. Yeah, okay. Which some radio commercials actually sound like that we haven't produced. Those are both good uh, answers, and at the end of this show, I will fulfill one of those. Will you really? <laughs> Thank you. Thank Stand you over here much. by the blackboard and pucker <laughs> up. Hey, you know uh, this is interesting. Um, newspapers, you know, newspapers re- really do have to rethink what's going on because things are not the status quo. 
went out the went out with the yesterday's news, so to speak. Well, we like to say, check your uh, obituaries of your newspaper. There goes your readers. Yeah, right. Newspaper publishers, often seen as stodgy, slow growing, will pay whatever it takes to grab a bigger piece of the fast growing online advertising market. Didn't we say that, uh, for instance, uh, the Chronicle? That's one of the biggest things about the Chronicle in our home market uh, of Houston. Our home market, yeah. yeah. Uh, so the New York Times paid a hundred and four or no, excuse me, four hundred and ten million. Uh, a buyout of about.com. I heard about that. Isn't that amazing? Mm-hmm. So they they can you know some of these papers are are getting it as far as what the, what they need to do to stay afloat. And so they have a separate division. NYTD New York Times Digital is a separate entity of the New York Times, and they mm-hmm. treat it as a separate organization. So I think it's interesting to yeah. see what they're doing to to kind of change the shape of their business. And, and and that's true with any business. I mean, anybody who makes widgets knows that they'll have to figure out a better way to make widgets or market them or better. Or send it over a phone line. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Got Andy Borowitz on the way here on the Advertising Show. Hi, this is Andy Borowitz for the Advertising Show. And now, here's this week's feature from the Borowitz Report. President George W. Bush has reaffirmed his strong support for global warming, arguing that the phenomenon helps to make the world a toastier, homier place. Right now, Hawaii has a climate that is the envy of the world, Mr. Bush said at a White House briefing. If global warming continues at its current pace by 2050, the whole world will be as hot as Hawaii, if not hotter. President Bush added that global warming, far from being the threat to the world's ecosystem that many experts say, may actually be the best long-term solution to the world's energy problems. If the world got a few degrees warmer every year, we wouldn't have to turn up the darn thermostat so much, Mr. Bush said. Thanks to global warming, the world will be a toastier, homier place. Mr. Bush said that each and every American can do his or her part to help increase global warming, adding instead of walking to the corner, drive your SUV. A lot of folks think they can't do much to produce greenhouse gases, but that is just not true, Mr. Bush said. Every little bit helps. The president departed from his remarks on global warming to comment on the current situation in Syria, calling for the immediate withdrawal of all foreign troops in the Middle East, except for the ones I put there. Elsewhere, recently prosecutors in Santa Monica, California, questioned how Michael Jackson could be suffering from flu-like symptoms when he doesn't have a nose. This is Andy Borowitz, and this has been a special edition of the Borowitz Report from The Advertising Show. To read more reports or to receive daily email alerts, log on to borowitzreport.com. This is Andy Borowitz saying, keep it fake, baby. Fred Newman said that he was a friend of Andy's. You know, they Mm -hmm. they share a same background, a similar background with... uh, uh, comedy mm-hmm. and uh, being creatives, so to speak, for writing. Said he ran into him the last month or so, I recall. Yeah. And by the way, a little correction here. Mm-hmm. Hawaii is not the hot place he was making it out to be. Their highs are usually about 88 in the summer, and the, low, and the highs in the winter are about 82. He should have used, in my opinion, mm-hmm. Arizona. Okay. Or maybe Mexico. Yeah. Or right. Texas, where we live, huh? So write your congressman. That's true. You know, I mean, but I don't want to hear, I don't want, you know, Hawaii to get a bad rap here. Anybody that's been to Hawaii knows it's not hot there. No. You've got those trade winds coming off the Pacific. Well, you know, that's the president. He's always right. You <laughs> Maybe know? he hasn't been to Hawaii lately. That's the problem. Maybe he's never been to Hawaii. That's true. Maybe they should take the old Air Force One and get him out there one of these days. That's true. He'll get uh, he'll get a little uh, lay put around his neck when he arrives. It'll be lovely. Along with Mrs. Bush. Can we go throughout the rest of this day and this weekend without thinking of a sound effect with each and everything that we possibly say? 
point. I don't think so. <laughs> Fred Newman, Mouth Sounds. Thanks for Fred for being on the show. And uh, go get that book. Jay Conrad Levinson, father of, father of guerrilla marketing, author of guerrilla marketing. Although he doesn't own the phrase guerrilla marketing, he is indeed the man that you think of, right? And he'll be on the show next week Mm -hmm. with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsythe. Don't forget to go to theadvertisingshow.com for, uh, you can actually listen to this show in its T-Vote version, a condensed version, uh, uh, just moments after the show today. It's theadvertisingshow.com. It's also a great place to go for info regarding the show. The Advertising Show is brought to you by Advertising Age magazine. Visit online at adage.com. The Advertising Show, a big radio midgets production.